so realizing the the path of an athlete is a lot of commitment and a lot of personal time that you lose out on as well but again I couldn't blame anyone else I don't believe in blame I had to accept it because I chose that journey yeah so it wasn't till after when I had finished and I allowed myself to recover I fell in a heap after my comps that was yeah two and a half years of dedicating my life to bodybuilding that my body just crumbled Hey guys, welcome to the Happy Way podcast, your go-to place for all things fun, happiness, well-being, growth, trust, and diversity. I am your host, Melissa Fideli, and I am here to inspire and connect everyone who chooses health and happiness so you can be your healthier self and live life the happy way. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we are talking all things confidence and how to constantly shop for yourself even when you feel like nothing is going your way. It can be so hard to navigate through the constant changes of life and with the state of the world, it can be quite overwhelming to put yourself first. But today we have health and fitness coach Bridget Bennett, who has created the Powerful Woman System to give us some tips and wisdom on how to restore confidence and maximize your potential. Welcome, Bridget. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course, I'm so excited to have you here today. This is a topic that I also really love to talk about. So I'm sure that you're going to have some really great nuggets of wisdom that so many women can benefit from. So tell us a little bit about you, your journey, what you do and why helping women regain their confidence is so important to you. Well, I guess, I mean, I've always been a a fit and healthy person. Um, I came from a childhood of a lot of you know, activity mm. and sport. I was a dancer for 10 years. Wow. And then I dabbled in a few different sports. But then when I got to my teenage years, I found the passion for fitness in terms of going to the gym. Yep. Um, and then after that, I, for about a couple of years, I was in and out of the gym, you know, finding what mm. really suited me. And I realized that this was a huge passion of mine yeah. that I really wanted to, you know, can I make money off of this? Yeah. And then I decided to go down the the road of personal training. Mm-hmm. And so as I was doing that, I was probably in that uh, personal training world for several years. And then I decided, okay, like I'm really enjoying this. I love it. Where can I go from here? And then I found the love for bodybuilding. Okay. And so probably uh, it was about two and a half years that I decided to put myself into that world because yeah. I really wanted to challenge myself. I really and what a big challenge that is. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. And I probably didn't realise no, how big yeah. a challenge it was until wow. I was right in the middle of it. Yeah. Uh, however, when I decided to do that, I was just like, well, this will challenge me. Mm. Uh, it could be a, a new possible career path for me as well and open up so many more platforms for myself. And yeah. so I was like, why not? Let's yeah. do it. Good and on you. so thank you. And so yeah. when I was, you know, going on my first year mm. of bodybuilding, I was quite surprised at how successful I really was. Yeah. I was doing it for the fun. You know, it actually connected quite well to my past dancing, okay. uh, you know, path yeah. because that was me being able to express myself on stage, yeah. the, the performing side of things, and then my new career mm. of health and fitness. So putting those two together, it was so exciting and such an incredible journey. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, you then not realizing how successful I would be, 
I then, you know, wanted to push that further. And so I competed in the state titles, the national titles, and then the world titles. Wow. And that just blew me away that I could. Congratulations. That's insane. It it was surreal. Yeah. That is probably the best way to describe it. Wow. And so after the world titles, I actually won a few of my divisions and became a professional athlete, Mm -hmm. which was actually like my five-year goal. Wow. And so I competed, I had completed that in 12 months. Wow. And I was 21 at that time. And I was like, holy heck, like, this is surreal. What do I do? And I was like, no, this is a journey I chose to do. Mm. So then I was like, all right, I'm going to commit the next year to competing as a professional athlete, Mm -hmm. you know, living the life as an athlete and seeing where that brings me. And so I went on to compete nationally and then Mm -hmm. at the Worlds again. And that's when I decided, or that's when I felt and understood the extremities of that that yeah. sport wow. uh, per se, because I didn't realize, or I knew, given I had some mm. fitness and health background, what was expected of me. Yeah. But then the mental side of it that came with okay. it and the change and the lifestyle that I had to pursue was just crazy. You know. So with- what are a few of those things that you had to do that were different? Oh, a lot of it comes down to sacrifice. Yeah. You know, it's tunnel yeah. vision. Mm-hmm. I wanted to really, you know, give it a red hot go and yeah. see how far I could take it. Yeah. I'm not someone that, you know. half ass is anything. half ass yeah. is anything. So I go full <laughs> throttle. So that was where I knew I had to commit to it. Yep. But I didn't realise how my lifestyle was going to actually play around that. Yeah. And so sacrifice is obviously one. Uh, tunnel vision. So just time with my partner. Mm. Like it was my world was just revolved around training yeah. and nutrition. Mm. And if you think about it, I was training 14 times a week. How? We don't have that many days in the week, <laughs> How right? How did you do that? I was training probably three hours plus a day. What? Yeah. That was That's what insane. I my body needed because I was I was still very healthy yeah. about it. I didn't yeah. go to extremes and that's why I had a beautiful coach to guide me along the way that wow. we didn't want to go to extremes with no. my nutrition. Yeah. I wanted to keep healthy. Mm. I wanted to keep my cycle. Yeah. I wanted to stay as in control as possible. Yeah. So that just meant an extreme output for me. Then a, a lot of focus on recovery and a lot wow. of time and sacrifice again. Mm. So realizing the the path of an athlete is a lot of commitment and a lot wow. of personal time that you lose out on as well. But wow. again, I couldn't blame anyone else. I no. don't believe in blame. I had to accept yeah. it because I had chose that journey. Yeah. So it wasn't till after when I had finished and I allowed myself to recover, I fell in a heap yeah. after my comps. That was mm. yeah, two and a half years of dedicating my life to bodybuilding that my body just crumbled. My health yeah. crumbled. I started to see a naturopath. Mm. I started to see a psychologist, yeah, a couple wow. in the fact actually. And I had to really find okay what does my lifestyle look like yeah without bodybuilding yeah that would have been a very different reality check for you you know you'd like you said you'd sacrifice so much time committed so much time and energy to that and then stopping it's like what's my identity now yeah yeah and you're spot on with that yeah I was lost yeah I wow. didn't know what my identity was mm-hmm. and I didn't know what my purpose was yeah and my coach actually he was so supportive through this point he was like Bridge, what is your purpose? He's like, that is why you are so lost because you focused tunnel vision for so long on this one goal that is now not a part of your life now mm. because you're trying to, you know, regain some some love for yeah. yourself, regain yeah. some lifestyle. 
and bringing back those things that I had to sacrifice. Mm. And so in the midst of that, I had lost my identity. And wow. that's where my struggle yeah. really started to begin mm. because I, for, I'll be honest, eight to 10 months, I didn't step foot in a gym afterwards. Wow. And from someone that's spending three yeah, to four hours geez. a day in a gym and then working. So mm. I'm spending about 14 hours in a gym a day. Wow. None of that was actually uh, training myself yeah. because I couldn't bring myself to do it. And that's where yeah. that, that loss of self-identity, mm. I was embarrassed about my body coming out of you know, yeah. being in a lean state. And I know you can't maintain that. Yeah. And I was yeah. well aware. And I think that was the tough point is yeah, because course, I'm that's tough. quite aware. Yeah. You still don't know how it's going to feel when mm. it happens. Mm. And so that loss of identity made me feel embarrassed to be in a gym. Yeah. I was like, who are you? The Bridget Bennett, the bikini pro. Who are you yeah. to be in a gym when you've gained weight? Yeah. I'd gained about 20 kilos after. Mm. And that might seem extreme to some yeah. people, but if yeah. I break it down, I was, you know, only probably 10 or 5 kilos overweight yeah. for what I was used to. But because of the extremities you yeah. go to within bodybuilding, seeing to where I was then yeah. was just mind-baffling. Wow. So I, I lost all forms of self-worth yeah. and self-identity Yeah. because mm. who was I to be that? in my mind, overweight coach. Mm. You don't deserve to be in a gym. You don't deserve yeah. to be training here and working on your health. Yeah, That was the limiting belief that was going on in my mind. And mm. so that's when I got to a low point. I was like, enough is enough. Yeah. I've got to find some way to grow from here mm. because being where I am is not good enough and it's actually deteriorating my mental health. Yeah, it's not serving you. Yeah. Not at all. No. I was, you know, pinned down by yeah. chronic panic attacks. Yeah. Because I was that embarrassed about my self-identity. Wow. So that's mm. looking back now, like mm. I, I'm immensely proud of the journey I did take, yeah. but I had to first commit and have the courage to commit to the hard work mm -hmm. because, you know, I had to learn how to step foot in a gym again yeah. and feel comfortable, comfortable in my skin. Yeah, yeah. And know that my self-worth is not put upon labels. No. And that was the yeah. tough, in the society, you know, we're in, yes. social media, yeah. as well as the yeah. fitness industry. Mm. When you've presented yourself in a way for such a long period of time, it's daunting to then be like, this is a new me, guys. Like yeah. I could only imagine that would have been tough. Definitely. Yeah. And to change, you know, shift from, okay, I'm Bridget Bennett, the bodybuilder yep. and bodybuilder coach, mm. to, no, I want to focus on my lifestyle, my own yeah. health, mm -hmm. you know, actually take a step back and focus on me and my health and my family. Yeah. Yep. Because for so long, that wasn't my main focus. No. no. And it's yep. surprising how much yep. the bodybuilding industry, might yep. be the fitness industry, sometimes isn't all that healthy for us. Yeah. And it's, I feel like social media would have played a huge role in that, you know, that that pressure from being someone on social media but then not feeling like you can chop and change and adapt and grow because, well, I might be criticised or I might be bullied or yeah. I might be shamed or, you know, there is that pressure in the back of your mind. I think you've, you know, you go through presenting yourself and being someone and then, yeah, it's, I guess, social media would have played a role in that 
as well for you. Yeah, that's it. I took a huge break from social media. Like that's one of my main form of business marketing Mm. platforms. Mm. And so I had to take a step back. It was a a toxic environment for me. Yeah. But because of the standards I placed upon myself and the pressure I placed upon myself, but also my fear of judgment. Yep. Because I've changed, you Mm. know, lifestyles and I've changed labels per se yeah yeah. and I was scared yeah of course and I think it takes a lot of courage to take a step back and be like you know what this isn't serving me I'm gonna take a step back and focus on me and not people please and not put myself out there because that's something we feel like we need to do and especially when you have a business and you know you're your business and Mm -hmm. you're marketing yourself and you know it's so normal to go through different periods in life where we just don't feel like us yeah. and it's okay to stay take a step back from the socials take a step back from you know sharing your whole life and just do you for a little bit give yourself a bit of love and care and confidence and yeah. nothing wrong with that so good on you for actually doing that now from your perspective how do you start to build on your confidence and how does nutrition and fitness support this? Obviously, you've had such a big journey with different approaches to health and wellness and, and you know, what you did for your body in the gym and outside of the gym. And, you know, how do you how do you grow? How do you gain that confidence back after, you know, life after bodybuilding? How do you do that? Look, there's probably a billion and one different answers yeah. uh, that would go to this. But mm. the thing for me and again, my experience with it was again having that courage to do that hard work. Figure yep. out, okay, why am I feeling this way and what are these beliefs or that I think that are built within my subconscious that are coming mm. up? Yeah. Because those limitations obviously holding me back from mm. growing, from having that confidence I needed or I wanted. Mm. And so I had to figure out, okay, if, you know, what does confidence feel like to me? Because at the end of the day, we you know we can ex- inspire uh, or aspire to have, you know, materialistic things or yeah. aspire to have a certain type of body. You know, I could have after that twenty kilo weight gain, I could have been like, okay, now back on the training, back on the nutrition. Let's you know go. Let's do the the standard weight loss protocol. Yeah, I mentally couldn't do that. That mm. was traumatizing for me. Mm. So I had to learn and seek out different tools and techniques that would actually support my mental health when trying to grow and a lot of that came from self-awareness and understanding okay okay, how do I want to feel not what do I want to look like yeah not what do I want to obtain what do I want to be seen as how do I want to feel yeah so getting rid of all those materialistic aspects and just focusing on you and your core values and your core beliefs and growing outwards from there 100%. 100%. Yeah. And I've had plenty of coaches that have helped me along that yeah. way as well, yeah. which has been tremendous for my journey. And mm. that's what it came down to. What are yeah. my core values? Mm. My top two are respect and authenticity. Yeah. Yeah. So how can I respect my body, yeah. feel the way I want to feel? Mm. And how can I be authentic in doing so? Because I knew that although, yes, social media had a huge play in my my worthy or my worthlessness. Yeah. How can I actually turn that around? Because I still want to utilize that for my business. Yeah. How do I become the happy, peaceful, confident me without not being authentic yeah. when I come across on social media? And so I wanted to be able to step into that. 
And I think this is a good lesson for everyone that you can change at any point in life. Mm -hmm. You can stop and be like, you know what, this isn't me anymore. It's time to change. And you can adapt and you can grow at any point. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just coming back to, you know, if what I did seven months ago is no longer serving me, it's okay for me to take a different path and restructure my life and do things differently. You know, that's, I think we all kind of get stuck because we make ourselves stuck. Yeah. We put ourselves in, this is my identity and this is how it has to be. Whereas, no, if you change, if you wake up one morning and think, you know what, I think I'm going to do something completely different today and, and, you know, I feel like this is right for me, then go ahead. There is no one stopping us. I think we limit ourselves to what we can do and how much we can actually change and grow and develop every day. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, you're completely right. We have the ability to create our own life, our Mm. own destiny. So why does one chapter have to then control the other chapters? Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if chapter seven is complete 180 flipped to chapter eight. Yeah. As long as we are staying within our values and our beliefs yeah. and what will support our dreams, yeah. then if you have to change and take mm. a completely different route, then go for it. And I think one thing to take from your experience is that, you know, you achieved so much when you were bodybuilding and that was a goal that you had and that was a long-term goal and you achieved that and then you came away from that and your life was different. But no one's ever going to be able to take away all that hard work and the commitment and everything you did and achieved in that time. And that's something that instead of looking back on and thinking, oh, gosh, I'm ch- I've diff- I'm different now, being, wow, I was different then. And yeah. I, I was different in a completely opposite way than I am now. And that's okay. And I'm so proud of myself. And yeah, so you've, you've come so far, which is amazing. So you speak about being self-aware. So... I think that all women can really benefit from becoming more self-aware and reclaiming their power to live life on their own terms. And, you know, you're a huge advocate for that because it's it's served you so well in your life and in your journey. How would you describe self-awareness and how do we actually build on it? Well, I think self-awareness is, uh, to a certain point, self-explanatory yeah. in the terms of becoming aware of you Mm. and your surroundings and Mm -hmm. how you react to your surroundings as well. Yeah. And with self-awareness, we can start to really dig deep because, you know, we can have the surface level of goals we want to aspire to. But again, what I was aiming for was, okay, how do I want to feel? Yeah. So I had to then understand, okay, to be self-aware of how I want to feel, how do I feel now and how can I change that? So self-awareness is understanding my emotions, understanding how I react to emotions, uh, how that then corresponds to my values. Mm. Is the way I'm living my life equal that to of my values? Yeah. And being aware Mm. of, okay, what is not, what road is not working for me? What road can I take that will align all of that together? Yeah. And it, it has taken me several years to build upon those tools and those techniques to become more self-aware. But when it comes to health and fitness as well, it was taking more of an intuitive approach Yeah, because I had for so long been an athlete Mm. and that's not everyone. No. You know, that's, that was a choice of mine, but to be a coach Mm. who wants to be able to resonate and help everyone, then we had to strip it back. Yeah. 
And so that's where having an intuitive approach, starting to actually understand, okay, what are, I mean, for instance, take nutrition for, uh, yeah. for instance, what are my uh, my eating habits? Yeah. No? And, and that's what I teach a lot of women as well. Okay, when it comes to your eating, like if you're leaning towards emotional eating, why? Yeah. How, how does that make you feel? So that's yeah. where it's, and you can take any subject of your life mm-hmm. and actually, you know, uh, break it down and become more self-aware with that. Fitness, for instance, yeah. you know, as much as I loved training in the gym, you know, six days a week, did that make me happy anymore? No. No. I decided to become more aware of what made me happy. Yeah. Did having an eight to ten month break off of training in an area that made me, you know, uh, self-conscious and it was a little bit traumatic yeah that, that, that didn't support me at all so mm-hmm. I had to dig deep and find okay what does movement mean to me mm-hmm. how can that make me happy okay and that's going to be different for everyone right yeah yeah definitely completely. so when you said that you know you you were going through that phase where you didn't train and you just weren't feeling great did you ask for help did you seek help did you look for others because I think a lot of us we find it really hard to take that step. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you found it hard as well. But do you feel like that's what really helped you? And what did you do? Like, who did you reach out to? Because I'm sure there's people listening to this that are, you know, probably in the same boat as you. And maybe they're a little bit scared to reach out and ask for help. But obviously, it's been such a big help for you. Yeah. What do you recommend? Well, in my case, anyways, I knew that and what came up, and I'm sure comes mm-hmm. up for a lot of people, is that I wasn't broken. No. I might have felt broken, mm. but I wasn't broken. I just needed help. Yeah. I needed someone to talk to, a professional at that, but I needed to accept. And, you know, that acceptance mm. was tough. At yeah. first I thought I was this strong, confident woman that I was like, yeah, I support psychologists, I support, you know, mm. therapy. I, I never thought it was a taboo thing. No. But when it actually comes to yourself and yeah. realising you've hit rock bottom, that's daunting. Yeah. But I knew I dug deep and I knew that reaching out was the best thing I could do because no struggle has to be taken alone no. either. And so at first I reached out to a sports psychologist yeah. because that was when I was uh, suffering uh, severe panic attacks. Yeah. And now that was that's another story for another day. Yeah. <laughs> However, I needed to you know, discover how I can actually get over those panic attacks whilst mm. I was training because that's where they were triggered. Wow. And then after, you know, I'd finished bodybuilding, that's when I took the route of seeking a psychologist mm. to help me with body image yeah. because I was, I had zero self-worth. I had yeah. zero confidence. And coming from someone that used to be the most confident person, yeah to now something that was a passion of mine has stripped that away. Yeah. I needed someone that could specifically help me with that. And aside from the mental health side of things, physically, I knew I wasn't okay. Mm. I knew something was off and I, I'm a very intuitive person anyways. Yeah. However, yeah. you can just feel when something's not right with your health. Yes. So I seeked a naturopath yeah. as well. And her, as well as my psychologist, they were just hand in hand, amazing, just yeah. incredible support and made me realise, you know, how beneficial actually seeking help is because mm-hmm. they can take the specifics mm-hmm. that happen to you and actually, you know, strip it back yeah. and understand, okay, this is why, you know, yeah. and make it personal. 
It's yeah. not this, okay, this is your issue. This is the shoebox that you fit into. And this is the, you know, the help that you need or the, yeah. the medication you need or yeah. whatever yeah. Um, used to be the norm. Yeah. And now they, they stripped it back and made it personal for mm. me to realize that I, again, I'm not broken. Mm. I've just got to find myself love again. Yeah. And although it might have taken two years, I'm now at a point where my confidence is through the yeah. roof. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have my days. As we human, all do. As we right? all do. Yeah. But with that self-awareness, I'm able to understand that, okay, if I'm having a day where I don't feel as confident, I know why. Mm. I know I can now actually analyse around me, okay, these are the things in my life that are not supporting yeah. my confidence. Let's figure out, okay, how can I move away from that and then bring upon an energy that is going to support me. Yeah, And so I, I couldn't recommend seeking help enough and just having that external source that isn't connected yeah. to your life to talk to, mm. it's really powerful. If it's heavy, you don't need to carry it on your own. It's, exactly. You know, we all have struggles. We all go through things in life that may be dark and painful, but there are so many resources out there that want to help you and yeah. want you to feel good. And I think like you said, taking that first step is the most powerful thing you can do for yourself. Yeah, and that's what I tell my clients when yep. you know when good they come on, on board. Yeah, I sit there for a good mm. you know five minutes or so and just congratulate them. Yeah, I'm well like done. you've done it, mm. like well done. That's like that initial walking through the yes. doors of those gyms. Yeah, it's the ah, yeah moment that that of weight off it. your shoulder. Yeah. You're like wow, I took the first step. What's next for me? You know, exactly. like yeah. So you've got a quite a big range of purely female clients. So tell us from your own experience, what are some of the most common limiting beliefs and barriers that you see and how do you actually support women from getting over this and moving through it? Well, there is definitely a few I do see in having the beauty of working with a, a huge range of women from mm. teenagers mm. to, you know, you know, pushing 50 and 60. Yeah. You know, I've seen a, a vast majority of, of what people are dealing with. And there's there's a few categories. And one, it comes down to how their experiences at a younger age has led them to have the, the same uh, limiting beliefs yep. through to their adulthood and how that's actually shaped their lives. Yeah. And so let's take nutrition, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, sadly, you know, yourself will be yeah. able to understand this when it comes to nutrition. There are so so much information out yeah. there that is just overwhelming, overwhelming, confusing. Yeah. Yep. And so that's where, you know, some of their limit, limiting beliefs come from is mm. where they've tried every single thing under the sun, but it's not personalized. No. And so they don't, they feel like they're a failure. They feel like they're just, you know, not good enough to mm. be able to achieve the goals they want because nothing has ever been tailored to them. So therefore, ah, uh, you know, if it's I've tried everything generic and it's yeah. not working for me, therefore yeah. I don't deserve my goals. Mm. So that's a big one, you know, the worthiness yeah. of actually allowing yourself to achieve the goal. Yeah. That also comes hand in hand uh, with a lot of mothers yeah. I work with when it comes down to allowing yourself to put yourself first. Yeah. That is a huge one. A lot of people, you know, whether it be people-pleasing, whether it be just your general schedule, whether it be a mother, whether it be a busy workload, uh, just supporting your family, 
it comes down to people don't think they're worthy enough to put themselves first or they don't have enough time to. The the good old, I'm too busy for me. No one's ever too busy for themselves. The fact is you don't see your health as a priority Mm. if that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. However, you know, it is a case-to-case basis. Yeah, yeah. But that's the underlying factor is people don't feel that they can deserve or they deserve that time yeah to put towards their health because they have to take care of others yeah or their business or Mm. their partner or whatever it may be but the thing I tell them is if you don't take care of yourself how can you take care and support others as well yeah if that is your biggest worry Mm. how do you expect that to happen yeah, when you take care of yourself, everything else kind of falls into place and you yeah. have more to give when your cup is full. So Exactly. Yeah. What are some daily practices that we can all start doing that can help us to build on our confidence and maximize our potential? This is your thing, this is what you do. What are some everyday things, you know, where that any woman can start with, you know? What what do you recommend? The biggest thing that has been life-changing when it comes to self-awareness and focusing on your health Mm -hmm. mentally and physically has been journaling. Yeah. Just getting a a book, uh, a piece of paper, whatever it may be, and a pen, and whether it be just expressing your thoughts, Mm -hmm. whether it be, uh, you know, just getting like words to paper, it doesn't have to make sense, Um, or if it's actually finding questions that are like bottled up in your mind and you Mm. need to get them out. So that's what I teach my clients is along with fitness and and nutrition is the mindset side of things. Of course. How can you start to become more aware of your emotions and Mm. the stresses in your life? Because, you know, there's a lot going on for us humans at the moment and stress can be a huge factor in that. So if we can become more aware of what's going on in our mind and actually expressing it, like you said before, it becomes a weight off the shoulders. It becomes easier Mm -hmm. to deal with as well. So whether it be, I mean, for example, Mm -hmm. every single morning I sit down and I write my gratefuls. Yeah, beautiful. I write five things I'm grateful for because it takes the time. It's a form of meditation. It allows me to sit and be present. Whether it's being thankful for the cuddles I got from my puppy the night before, whether it's the fact that I got to have a dinner with my partner that I I didn't used to when I was a bodybuilder, you know, Mm. Um, or something as simple as I got to walk in the sunshine, just something to allow yourself to be present Mm -hmm. and to actually take in the goodness of what is happening around you. Yeah. And relating to obviously my journey and my self-discovery of my confidence mm. was I made myself write something I loved about myself every single day. Yeah. And it could be something as simple as, you know, I love my my hair. I love the yeah. length that it's at and I love yeah. the way that it flows um, yeah. over my shoulders. You know, something mm-hmm. like that. It doesn't have to be, you know, I love the, the shape of my hips or yeah. I love, you know, how my legs look. It doesn't have to be something that has originally, you know, mm. been a struggle for you. It's starting to take that step forwards to actually notice what you love about yourself. Yeah. And I think also looking at it from a perspective of if you do have a body part that you don't love 
looking at, you know, we've all got that. It's it's looking at it from a different perspective. Like if your legs are maybe an issue for you, writing down, I'm grateful for my legs because they allow me to walk around and and get from place to place and look at it, looking at it from a different perspective, I find is super helpful. Exactly. You gain that appreciation for something that maybe once upon a time you were like, oh, I don't love it. I don't know. Yeah. It's just different. Exactly. Is, yeah, beautiful. And yeah, yeah, for me during that journey, it was beginning to allow me to love the parts that I didn't mm. love so much because I finally, like you just said, I finally yeah. realized the value that added to my life. Yeah. You know, the fact that I get to wake up every morning, I get to choose to focus on my health. Yeah. That's the difference. Not, oh, I have to work out today. It's I get the choice to work out today. And that's amazing. What a blessing. Yeah. Um, so before we finish today, I would love to know what one key lesson you have learned from your journey with health, fitness and confidence that you could tell your younger self. Oh, look, it probably comes down to two things for me. And they're pretty much both on the same realm. Is mm-hmm. One is progress over perfection. Yep. I, for so long, especially in a, you know, uh, an industry where I had to strive for so-called perfection because, you know, I chose to stand up on a bodybuilding stage mm-hmm. and become judged on, you know, the physique I had. But it it actually works for anything you choose to do. Yep. You know, instead of striving for perfection, that's a dead-end road, right? Mm. Because when we choose to progress and achieve a goal, that perfection, all of a sudden because you've grown to get to the journey of achieving that goal where you want to be, you've then exceeded your expectations Mm. you've pushed them forwards so you're never actually going to achieve that perfection so if you focus on the progress and that's where it comes down to you know learning to show up for yourself every single day is the commitment and the courage to actually just doing one thing each day that allows you to progress forwards beautiful and that comes down to a similar road as well is focus on what you can control Mm. and don't focus on what you can't control another dead end road yeah. because, you know, and that came down to my struggle with a fear of judgment Mm -hmm. as well. And I can't control what people think of me. Absolutely not. (laughs) I can't control, you know, what, uh, you know, how I perceive myself. Mm. I shouldn't have to worry about how that is perceived because if I'm being authentic, that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. So focusing on what I can control being my values and mm. my happiness yeah that's all that matters that external stuff doesn't matter anymore no so where can we find more of you well on instagram yeah um, bridget underscore underscore bennett okay two underscores yeah yep. and then on <laughs> facebook you can find me at bridget bennett health and lifestyle coaching or my public group for women yep. which is the powerful woman's system Amazing. Thank you so much for everything you have shared today. It's been amazing to hear your story. I had no idea about your struggles and everything you've went through and it was so inspiring to hear all of that and how you came out of it and and what you've learned and how you've reshaped your life. So, well done. Like that's so inspiring, so amazing. You should be so proud of yourself and yeah, I'm super grateful that we got to speak about it today. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It was a great to, you know, get it out in the open. Yeah. To know that it's okay to struggle and it's okay to put yourself first. 
Well done. Amazing. So, guys, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you all so much for listening, and I hope you have taken even just one piece of wisdom from this episode that you can apply to your life to help you grow and be a happier and healthier version of you. Please like, subscribe, and make sure to share us on your socials. Sending lots of love to all of you. Bye.